This is it. This okay, is the beginning of the in. podcast, everybody. <laughs> okay, cool. So I guess we should just all introduce ourselves and like who we are and where we come from. I'm Austin Johnson. I go to Michigan Tech. I'm a fourth year technically mechanical engineer. I've known Stephen Clear since like junior year, no, senior year of high school. Yeah, he's definitely, like yeah, one of my best senior. friends, and I've known Prakar since freshman year. We uh, we were in the dorms together, East McNair Hall. I'm Stephen Clear. I'm an audio production major at Michigan Tech from Midland, Michigan. Known these guys for a very long time, and I'm excited to uh, talk with them tonight. So the real pronunciation from a name is uh, Prakar, but like a lot of people can really pronounce that here. So just Prakar kind of like stuck. So I just kind of went with it, I guess. Yeah. So. Prakar, I'm a software engineering major here at Michigan Tech. This is my final and super senior year. So I'm Part about to graduate. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to graduate this semester in December and uh, move on with my life, I guess. And then also, I have known Steve and uh, Austin for a long time. I just met Dom this past weekend. Uh, that was a pleasure, for sure. All right, Dom, take it, take it away. Well, I'm Dominic Mosier. I'm the mixing engineer. I'll be finishing out my fourth and final year at Michigan Tech as an audio production major. All right, so I guess first, why don't we start with social media? You see a lot of people that um, they kind of base their their happiness or kind of like how they're feeling that day on like how many likes they get on Instagram or Facebook, and like if something doesn't get enough likes, they'll take it off. And like, I'm saying like too much already. But that's okay. We're talking about Facebook. It's okay. We're talking about Facebook. We can say we can yeah, say we like. can say a lot. We can say we can say <laughs> talk about the likes today, man. It's all about the likes. Yeah, but yeah, I I got your question though, for sure. Like the thing I think about <clears> is, uh, I have been that person too. You know, everyone has been there. Like where you base base your life like off of like how many likes you get or like base like how many people like you on that concept itself. But I guess it's got a lot to do with your own self-confidence and like how like like where your self-esteem is at if you're confident right. enough about yourself and like how you project yourself to other people i guess and yeah. if you're comfortable in your own skin i've like heard a lot of people talk about this like you know everyone like successful like ever or like even in their transition phase i guess like people who struggle a lot they have made progress and like over the time they have realized the more confident they are they're like more like uh comfortable like under their own skin and that's why they don't really care about this stuff because they mm -hmm. know they believe in themselves so they don't have to be insecure deep down you know right. they know they're doing the right thing and uh they are comfortable as a like as who they are or if they're not comfortable with that they are like either working on that to like be a better person or they're already at that stage where they don't care but they know they're going to be better and they're going to keep working on themselves to like stay away from uh fears like this i guess right. i've been there and it's it's a process like i uh i never used to look like like i do right now uh also i know this is a journey i'm never gonna be where i want to be or like how i want to look like or how i want to talk or project myself so it's a like a, it's a constant process but once you're confident in the process and you know like you're gonna do the better for yourself and your like other people around you these things are not going to matter. You know you're going to be happy no matter what. Right. So I think it's just uh, it's just what people believe 
in like if they believe in themselves or not or like how they project themselves right. or it like seems if like, they're confident or not it seems like some people get confused with that and it's like the appearance of them having a happy life when they post that up there yeah. oh, even yeah. though inside they're dying yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's that's such a it's a lot thing. of people no like one's gonna that. post like m- most people aren't gonna post depressing things on their there social media. There are people like that, too. There are people yeah, like that, like but, that but too most, the other way. most yeah. well-adjusted people like want to show like how great the their good life parts is. of their life. And I think seeing that and only that can make people uh, depressed I guess. to some extent. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're only seeing the highlight reel of other people. But the thing is, when people do it, it, like they con- like express their concerns like about their life or like uh, if they're depressed about anything, like if they express that as like a challenge, that they're working on, it can be perceived better, you know? Mm-hmm. There has to be a balance. You cannot have, like, a happy life all the time because, like, if that's the case, then, like, what does happiness mean? Because, like, you can't yeah. really compare it to, like, the level of Getting sadness you ever, now. like, at, like, you know? <laughs> it is, philosoph- like, philosophical, actually. Is. Like, you have to, like, dig deep and, like, think about these kind of stuff, like, because, like, it affects your uh, nature, your emotions, and uh, your interactions with people overall, you know? And uh, I guess, like... You have to figure out yourself to like be able to do that, I guess. Right. I mean, Steve and I talk about stuff like this all the time. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. like your, your your baseline. Like if you start off with like a great life or with a wealthy family, like a good friend we that's have your, that's your, oh, our back home, yeah. Steve, if we we could tell that little story yeah, right we, now we, if we you can, want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, like we have this friend back home. Like I grew up next to him uh, for uh, I think six years or so. He moved in when I was like maybe nine, 10, 11. And Steve is, like, best friends with him in high school and middle school. Um, Yeah, he had, like, anything anybody could ever want. All the advantages from a start. A wealthy family. Like, white, tall, male. All the advantages you could want. And he, like, he went to to college and he just, like, failed out. Just kind of hibernated. And now he just kind of smokes pot all day. And he just, you won't change. And, like, there's nothing we can do. He makes a lot of mixtapes, though. Yeah. (laughs) Are they good, though? Are they good? Like, any good? Not my kind of music. Okay. Why do you say so, though? Why do, why do I say that? Yeah, I mean, like, is it, like, just, like, bad quality music? Or is it something that it's you... Like, it's just something I've never listened to. It's just something I've never listened to. hardcore hip-hop, similar to 3-6 Mafia. Yeah, but, uh, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. But, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, we've definitely... At least I've definitely tried to, like, talk him up and, like, try to be like, come on, man, like... Get your shit together, kind of. Yeah. Try to, like, motivate him to do something with his life. And I don't want to outright be like, you're wasting... You're, you're wasting the life you were given by just not doing anything with it. Yeah, it's like, what else do you but, need to be successful? But he's so, like, he's so unbelievably depressed. And you look at him and you're like, you have no reason to be. Yeah. But that, but... That doesn't help that, him, though. That doesn't, that doesn't help exactly. anything. And that's not, <clears throat> that's not the root cause of depression. Having, like, a, a really good, um, I guess having a lot of opportunities, you can still be super depressed. I think. Why is that though? Why do you think like is he not making use of them op- like of those opportunities I, or like? I think he's never got the confidence to believe that he can overcome struggle. Like yeah. he's never really yeah. had to work through anything and then say, "Wow, I just did something really hard. I believe in myself he gives up more." Immediately on yeah, he just gives up immediately because it's too difficult. So it's just like. I have a good point on that. I feel like I feel like for every person, they have to like kind of like go through a phase of adversity to yeah. like appreciate the good things in their life. And if they can overcome that adversity, it makes them stronger and it makes yeah. them like believe in themselves that they can like get through this challenge. And like, I've seen that like with all the people, like my brother says that he has this quote, like that he quotes all the time. And he says, uh, 
um, like progress through adversity. Like um, my, mm-hmm. my like talking about my brother. Like he is a scientist at Harvard now, and uh, back in the day, like when we were like when he was in high school, he had no direction. He was getting the worst like worst grades, and coming yeah. from like a professional family, like my dad is a doctor. Yeah, he's a kidney specialist, a surgeon, and like. And, like, obviously having high expectations from his kids, like, yeah. growing up in India, it's a lot different there, like, when it comes to, like, academia, like, demia. And uh, he had no direction. He didn't know, like, what he was doing. He even, like, <laughs> he was in, in a gang and, like, doing all kinds of, like, stupid stuff. But then he moved away from family and, like, he went through his own, like, phase of, like, adversities and, like, going through challenges in life. He had been, like, homeless for a while, even though oh, my wow. dad's a doctor. Oh, wow. yeah. But just because of, like... Him believing himself and like that, like he can go through this without my dad's money's like help, you know, like my dad's a doctor, he's doing well, but he want like, he wanted to prove that he could do it on his own and like make it through. And, uh, he went on to become a scientist at Harvard, man. So, and this is his favorite quote, like progress through adversity. And like, if, like if a person is successful, they have gone through some sort of adversity and like have overcome challenges in their life, you know? So... I love that. Um, I mean, I definitely haven't gone through what your brother's gone through being homeless or anything, but I was the same exact way in high school. My dad is, uh, I come from a family of like really successful people, I guess. Like my dad's a chemical, he went to MIT for chemical engineering. Really? Yeah, he has a PhD from Purdue and he worked at Dow for a long time. Now he's like a head of a department. My, one of my grandpas is a chemist. My other grandpa is a doctor. And when I was a te- when I was a teenager, I was just a, I was just a shithead. I did, I did really really bad in school. I started drinking right when I got into high school, and I would just get into all this trouble. I'd fail a couple classes, get D's, and now it's it's just funny looking back now as a fifth year at Tech. Right. I'm doing like I feel like I'm doing really well. What has Dude, changed though? I want to know what changed like that made you like look at things differently. I, 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 go for one it. One second, I'll give it right back okay. to you. I just want to say like I feel like. I had a phase like that as well in high school, and especially when I came to tech, like, all the friends that I had, like, Joe, Logan, fucking Jesse, they all, like, they all failed out, and they all just didn't go to class. I feel like you have to go through a phase where it's, like, you think it's going to be really fun, like, doing all those things, going out to parties, like, drinking, whatever, and then it's, like, you you get there, and you realize it's not what you think it was, and then you move on from it. You realize, like... You've had that already. Yeah. You know what it's yep. like. Yep. You don't have a desire to do it. Now you know what it is and you move on and you improve yourself. But I personally had to like hit like a really, 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 really low point. And me as well. And then just be like, <clears throat> fig- like, I feel like your brain rewires itself when you hit a really low point and then your priorities become a lot more clear and your goals are solidified and you know what's important and what's not important. But I think it's really hard to do that if you've never had to face any challenges, I suppose would be the case of our friend because he never really has done anything i mean he's at a super low point right now but he's never had to uh work to overcome anything yeah and prove to himself that he can so he yeah. doesn't think he can do anything so he's just kind of like trapped in this weird cycle right. i don't know i don't know but, but I, really, like, I relate to your brother because i was i was a shithead yeah yeah so but like that's what i was asking like you like what changed like in your head that made you be a better version of yourself or like a better person i mean when i got to tech i was just i was a weird kid i was super depressed and anxious i would just stay in my room all the time austin knows 
You remember how it Dude, was. I remember year. you from the we college, like together. for sure. I yeah. did not know that you were like, you know, like that cool. Like, I love you as a person yeah. now for sure. Yeah. But I had no clue like what you were like in the back in yeah. the day. Yeah. No, like, I was I was just a super anxious, weird, depressed kid that would just stay in my room all the time. And I just got really, really sick of it. Like the classes, the classes at Tech kicked my ass really hard. Yeah. Just living up here in the winters kicked my ass really hard being around people all the time because when i was in high school i just stayed in my basement and played guitar all day like i didn't i didn't like socialize at all or anything and it was just interesting it was all super super hard but i wanted it enough that i just kept pushing myself even if like even if i failed i would just keep doing it i almost dropped out uh but if i did i would not i remember that yeah. i think you told me that like two years ago almost yeah. like when yeah. you were like trying to go away or like yeah. start fresh somewhere yeah, else. it was like, it was like right after second year i was right but I'm glad I stayed because yeah, I don't know. I think just the fact that getting this far through college and knowing you're gonna like graduate—you already know you can do it when you yeah, get you this know far. you can do it—and it just gives you that level of confidence. <clears throat> Dude, it is persistence. Yeah, like, persistence. you will have challenges, but like it is that want and that need to be a better person, or like imagining or like having that vision of your future that you can be a better man, and like be a better man than like that you are right now not even like being compared to like anyone else or like you know like you they will always be a better person than you are right now but like just like fighting like with yourself like yep. to be a better person that's all, like, that's all yeah. you have to do figure out what you just be better than the person exactly. you were yesterday exactly. it actually took me dropping out of tech yep. to realize that i noticed that when you came back i'm like he knows now dude yeah. i was that sad was, that was, Austin, that's exactly i what cannot I tell you that like how sad i was like, <laughs> when you went away dude i was like oh, i know man i miss you man i missed you I too tell i missed you all you guys up here man but uh i feel like you were like one of the realest people i've met dude you too sure, like like i mean <clears throat> I remember when I left, it was uh, my second year up here, you know, it was spring semester, you know, fucking horrible winter, right. you know, it's like beginning of February, like three or four weeks into school. And I was just like, fuck this. I hate it up here. I don't like the classes I'm taking. I don't even think I want to do this, you know, like you're just wasting your time. And then I, I, I go to central Michigan for like a year. I actually do really well there. Cause I mean, when, when I dropped out of tech, like my first year here, I think I got like a 2.5 GPA. I failed chemistry first time I took it and like, I was feeling really bad. I, I didn't think I was smart enough to be here. Like I looked around at everybody else and I was like, I'm not, I'm not sure I deserve to be here. Like I, and I, it, it was just, it was just, I didn't care enough. It's like you, you confuse, you confuse the fact of like, you don't have an ability to do this. It's like a fixed mindset versus a growth yeah. mindset. If you give up before you even really try, like if you see something and then just decide, Oh, I'm not smart enough to do this, then you're not even going to try yeah. And then you're and then you're subconsciously proving to yourself that you can't do it exactly. by not doing it. You prove your own point. But if you actually try and you get through it, then you've proven to yourself you can do this. Yeah. And you just want to keep going. I mean, it's kind of fucked up cuz it like took me going to Central Michigan and realizing like how difficult this school is compared to like on a school like that, yeah. like their mechanical engineering department, like all the kids there were like sweating and all their classes, like this is hard. I'm like and I and I get through with like a 3.8 and it's like it yeah. was I wasn't yeah. really like and I was like, wow, like, but maybe that's I, what, don't maybe you, I like, can yeah, do this. Yeah. Can. That's what I'm thinking. Like, don't <clears> you think like the harder stuff that you have to go through in life makes the other stuff like easier for you? Exactly. Because you have been through harder challenges. So you know how to figure problems out faster than uh, yeah. anyone else. Each time you can jump yeah. bigger hurdles because like you get over one, you realize what you can do. And, exactly. like, and then I come back up here and I, and I, I, I got like a 2.5 the year before and I come back here first semester, I get a 4.0 and I'm like, I can bet it's gotta be the mindset too. Yep. You yeah. definitely had a different mindset when you came back. I came back up yeah, here. Yeah, you, exactly. you got a 3.8 when you're at Central and you came back, you're like, 
I can get a really good grade now. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember when you got the 4.0. <laughs> yeah. Walking around with a little swagger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he deserved no, it, right? No, he deserved, he deserved it. Deserved absolutely. It. There's no doubt about that. It was like his medal. I was proud. Yeah, I was, yeah. Proud. I was like, dude, fuck I that. I hung that fucking piece of paper on my wall. I stuck a nail through it in the wall. No, I was like, I'm going to look at that every morning. That's one I thing I say about stuff. Like, you... It's like when, like, if you, like, talk about your accomplishments, sometimes, like, people take it as, like, you're being boastful. Yeah. But be, always be proud of, like, what you have accomplished. Like, yeah. your challenges, like, never tell, like, let, never let anyone, like, tell you differently. Like, if you have done something that you think was hard and you overcame it and, like, did your best and, like, got through the phase, you should be proud of it. Straight up. Absolutely. Um, so how do you guys feel about shifting gears? Since Prakar's our guest on our podcast, yeah. we should Let's probably, talk about you should probably focus on you. So like, yeah. I have a, <laughs> a little shitty printed out map of India here. So basically, I mean, tell us like what it was like growing up there. Where'd you grow up? Where, who were your friends? Like, just go through. We can spend a lot of time here. So yeah. I like, I would love to talk about this. Dude, brand. I want to hear it. Cause there's honestly, so many memories. I've never, I've never heard you. Like, I've heard crazy stories and stuff, but I've never heard you. Like, I want to know like how, how Prakar became Prakar. There's so many memories. But, oh God. This is like. Like, okay, can... so uh, everyone knows New Delhi, right? You guys know where New Delhi is. The biggest, Kinda like the biggest the, city or close? It's the, it's the capital territory of India, Okay, right? It's like in like the <clears throat> north, kind of like western area. Like So like if you see like here. So uh, here's New Delhi, right? Okay. A little in the north. So I live like almost 10 hours away uh, from New Delhi in the east like a little in the north like not way up north like as himacho but like so what what closest town here is on this map here? okay so let's see uh i'm gonna say lucknow lucknow is the capital city of my state uttar pradesh and varanasi is my hometown okay it's uh it's also known um by the name banaras i think that's the more popular name banaras is uh i'm gonna say the oldest living culture in the world Really? It's 5,000. The city itself is 5,000 years old. Uh, it has the maximum amount of, like, it holds a world record of, like, maximum amount of, like, temples. In wow, the world. so they have, like, a bunch of old stone old, buildings. really old architecture. Wow. Like, uh, there <clears throat> used to be, like, kings. Like, it's, like, it's, uh, right, it's, like, the whole city is on the river banks of, like, river Ganges, you know, the holiest, like, river. Mm -hmm. That's, like, you know, like, uh, as understood by the Hindus. You know, uh, and uh, it's the land of Shiva. I don't know what that means, Prakar. <laughs> it means that like they we have the most amount of like disciples like for Shiva, I guess like uh, in Banaras and like uh, and I guess but uh, like even Buddha started there. So uh -huh. Buddhism. Buddha like had his enlightenment in Bihar at like Bodh Gaya, but like he gave out his first like disciple like his first lecture to his first like five like five disciples in Banaras in my hometown. Wow! So we have a lot of visitors. That's an amazing like, history, dude. It's amazing. Dude. My hometown, it might be a little congested. There's a lot of people there. That is for sure. There's a lot of people there. It's a big city, you know. So did you grow up in like a, a house when, I next did. to a lot of people or like apartment? Okay. It's it's a house. Like the houses are really close to each other, mm -hmm. but like it's uh it's like they're big houses like but like really close in the like knit, like really knitted in the same area. So you can expect like a million people like in one block. Wow. Like more like maybe like two or three blocks. But, like there's a lot of people for sure. And uh, uh and again, the one of the most religious places you'll find ever in your like in your life if you like if you've been there. We get a lot of tourists just because of that a lot of, like uh Buddhist 
to like uh, disciples. A lot of people like from like the West, just like trying to explore our culture, like Buddhism in the and East. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll go over exactly. there to uh, hey like guys, meditation I'm really retreats. sorry about this, but I gotta mess with the recording. And we're back. So, tell me what, what like so the schooling, like when you when you were young, t- yeah. like what was it like? What were the people like and like growing up? Man, schooling is crazy in India, especially like uh, for. The what are the mid- expectations for too? the middle class expectations are high <clears throat> it's a uh, like it's either like i feel like growing up like in a professional like class family like where your dad being a doctor it's either like you get options either being a doctor or an engineer yeah that's, that's what a I given dude <laughs> i tell you the same thing yeah, that's yeah. a given that's a given so the There's expectations like, are incredibly high incredibly high, for you. high. It's a lot like, of pressure a lot of pressure. Grades are like everything. Anything like that does not concern grades is like almost considered a, a crime waste of time or a crime. Wow, dude. Sometimes parents are like parents put a lot of pressure on their kids. Like I was fine. Like uh, uh, I did okay. Like growing up, compared to like my other like two older brothers. Yeah. They were not the brightest growing up, and my dad had a lot of expectations. Again, like him being a doctor. Mm-hmm. By the way, my dad like scored like the 10th rank in all over India for, like, when he took his medical exams. Wow. That's insane. Top 10. Top 10. India he went has to a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> he went to school for 10 years, like, studying, like, medical science. It's crazy. So you can imagine how like many... Is that, like, a PhD much, equivalent or even better than even that? Even better, even more. Like, medical sciences in India is, like, pretty hard. Like, getting into the just the competition itself, the level of competition is crazy. Yeah. You have like, to be uh, very type A to do that. Yeah. Like super, no I, breaks. I'm going to tell you real quick, like, how my dad is, like, when it comes Please. to, like, academia. Like, my, my uncles, like, my whole family, like, is, like, from a business background. Mm. My dad is the only professional in the family being a doctor. So my uncles, like, they own big businesses and stuff. And them telling me, this is what my dad was like four months before his uh, MBBS, which is, like, the bachelor's equivalent of, like, medical sciences in India. And uh, this is what they said. So my dad was studying 16 hours a day, uh, waking up at 6. And his schedule was like 6 to 10, study, take a 5-minute break. 6 to, like, then another 4 hours studying, take a break, eat food, and, like, get back to studying another 4 hours. And he would do this daily for 4 months. Wow. Before his exam. He, I think he lives for, inf- like, information. He is, uh, he's crazy, dude. He just, all he wants to do is learn, 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 learn. He still learn. does that today? Dude, he's crazy. Like, he is always on the internet. Like, right now he's researching because, like, my brother is trying to get a pharmaceutical industry, go, like, going in India. Mm-hmm. So, my dad is researching everything he can about pharmaceuticals or, like, medications or, like, like the compounds that are, like, have been patented already or mm. like if they're like if the patent is like about to like expire so that they can make a new molecule and like maybe like get that going so he's like studying all that market like right now like how the market is in india like in southeast asia and like oh. in u.s and everything so he's all about that information life man so do you know anything about like how your dad was raised like your your grandparents on your my, dad's side uh, my grandparent okay so my okay so we uh my family belongs from a very small like village like my, I have a big family. My my uh, my dad, he has three brothers and three sisters, uh, and uh, uh, eleven other cousins. Wow. So like, I had like uh, my my grandfather had like four other brothers and a few sisters. So like, they were they are a big family, right? I just wonder and where he uh, got that incredible drive from. Like, I oh, 
Keep going. Go keep going. Oh, I was just gonna say, you said he uh, he would you know be on the internet all the time researching. Uh huh. When you were when you were a kid, did he would would he just come home and like go on the computer and research all the time? He was reading books all the time. Back, reading books back then, I think. Then. Well, we got a first computer in the year like I think it was two thousand four. Okay, I remember. Oh, so okay. before that, before like it was like it was for of... my brother like because like he went into like the computer field first. Yeah, like, yeah My yeah. oldest brother that was the first computer that we ever got because like he was in high school and he had to like take the computer course. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we got a computer, but before that, like, he was, he had a whole library of just, like, medical science journals yeah. and, like, books and everything, and he was always reading yeah. upon that, I guess. Whenever my, whenever, that sounds like my dad, to be completely honest, right. he would just be at work all day until, like, seven, right. come back on his computer and just research. It's, like, the same, it's, like, there's a certain type of person. Who, but do you know what that, why that happens, though? It's the passion that drives that. Oh, yeah, no, they care. They care. They care a lot. It's like for me, for me, it's like, it's like the things that I can do. Like I have a business idea and everything, but like fitness is my whole thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like I love, I, I think that's the whole thing that might change my personality and everything. We'll talk about that later too. So I feel like whatever you're passionate about, you research more on that because like you're always trying to learn on that. You just keep, you do it without anyone having to push you. Exactly. That's what, that's where the drive comes from. That's how I am with music. Yeah. To be completely honest. I can totally believe that for sure. Just no one needs to People find it weird. Do people find it weird that you go to the gym so much voluntarily? Right. Do people ever like think that is? Because Pete, whenever I do anything like recording an album or playing a bunch of shows, and I'm not doing it because you know it's not because school's making me do it, or it's not because I'm getting paid. I'm just doing it because I really w- want to do it. People are kind of shocked sometimes. Right. Do you ever get anything like that? Yeah, because like people are always telling me that. Sometimes, like, I'm at the gym, like, maybe, like, three, four hours, man. I've been at the gym, like, yeah. for four hours straight at times. And I don't know. It's kind of usual for me. Like, yeah. People, it doesn't, people it doesn't me, seem weird to you, right? No, it, does yeah, not. it doesn't love, seem right? weird. You love it, right? I love it. I absolutely love being there. I absolutely love dominating in there. Like, I feel like that's the real me, like, cha- like taking challenges and, like, trying to improve upon myself. And that's the same ideology I apply for any other thing that I'm learning or yeah. like trying to be good at. Also, I get a lot of questions from people like, why do you do it so much? Like, are you obsessed with yourself? Yeah, yeah, and like, no, Things yeah. like that. And like, you're why just, are you no, here in the I gym? Like, it's, it's just, you love it. That's, I love it. That's and pretty it's much it. it's not doing me any harm. I'm only getting better yeah, and exactly. better. Why should I not spend more time doing something that can make me yeah. a better version of myself rather than doing like something else that might be destructive yeah. to my future or like whatever? Yeah. And it gives me happiness. It's, it's like, it's something that I'm good at. It's something that I've learned. Mm. I was, I actually was never good at, like, back in the day. It's something that I've learned on my own. Which mm-hmm. is why yeah. I appreciate yeah. it so much more. Right. Like, I know, like, um, most people, if they go to the gym, it's maybe, like, an hour, <coughs> three times a week or whatever. And they can't, they can't see it as being anything more. It's it's mostly maintenance. It feels like a chore to them. Yeah, it's like a chore to most people. If I don't do this, I'm gonna get fat. Like your mindset is totally different. Yeah, Yeah. and I feel like that might be the same way because I know a lot of people that play an instrument or write music, but it's more of like a side hobby that they just kind of like did because their parents told them to do it, and they don't get why uh, I would want to do that all the time. That's the thing, though. Yeah, the moment yeah. you think of something yeah. as a chore, that's where it's yeah, dead. That's when you that go, thing yeah. is dead for it you. Changes that, your attitude. You're just doing it. it as like routine. Even at that for point. work, man, that's what people say. The work-life balance it doesn't exist. Like you gotta enjoy your work. You gotta enjoy your life. You gotta have a balance between that. It's not like you're on vacation. Like if you're on vacation, doesn't mean that you cannot. I don't work. think you can be healthy if you just hate your life half the no, time. No, it's it, yeah. no, it, it's not gonna happen. It's like that's why, like 
an hour of working out is fine. Three hours of working out is fine. Going to gym for three days is fine. Going to gym for six days is fine. It depends as long on as you how much it. more yeah. you want from it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's what are your goals? Like what exactly. do you want to what do you want to do with that time? Exactly. It's like, just funny when people can't they can't uh, fully process that you enjoy going to the gym so much, or I right. enjoy like spending all my weekends. Do like doing really cool stuff like this. Like I think this is super cool. Like yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like most people would be like, like, what are you doing this for? Yeah, I feel. But, like, but you know what I mean. It's just kind like of shitting shit. on us out there too. Like, oh, yeah, you're gonna do a fucking yeah, podcast. No, like, like, all, what are you all, gonna talk yeah, about? All, all our friends are shitting on us, and we just like we thought this was a really cool idea, and then people are like, why are you doing it? Yeah, nobody gives a shit what you guys have to say. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> maybe not. It's really we'll see we, what happens. It's cool. We like this. We like talking to our friend. We like having discussions. I love having conversations. If you think about, if you want to do something. Listen to yourself. Never, mm-hmm. ever, oh, never, I, ever doubting I, yourself. Turned, like, it, I agree with you so much Other people's much on opinions that. don't matter it's if true. you have your Unless mind Unless they're close friends and you trust them, then their opinions usually don't matter. As long as they're matter. close friends and no. they have your good intentions at heart, yeah. Yeah. listen to them. But if you think that they're, it's not right for you what they're telling you, yeah. then you should still do what you want to do. Also, another but you should thing, consider it. You should consider it right. wholeheartedly. Exactly. Another thing, yeah. sometimes the closest friends are your biggest enemies because the thing is like they know you as a person that you yeah. are right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote ASAP Rocky right here. <laughs> I love that guy. I love his ideology and I love his rapping and he talks some real shit, not just about like fashion, but like, like how he has like made it all this far with his like fucking words and bars. And like What's I'm saying quote? this, the quote is like he says like, People change, right? People change. And yep. you cannot accept me right now because you know me as someone that I have not been yet. And I'm working on that. That's mm-hmm. why you cannot accept the change. And once I accept oh. it, this is what I understood from his saying, I guess. You have to have friends that don't pigeonhole you. They don't yes. They don't keep you in this box. And when you start to progress as a person or you change. You need both kind of friends. Yes. People that you doubt you. You need the doubters. You need the doubters why in you your say life. That? Because th- that challenges you. That's right? true. That challenges. But you me. don't. You don't want a best friend that's a doubter. You just need people in your life that are doubters. Like from my perspective, I always see. I always look at things in a positive way. Even if my closest friend is doubting me, that just means that something that has not been done yet, or maybe they just don't know it's possible at their level, maybe right now. But if I have a vision for it, I'll go pursue it. I'm not. It's. I'm not gonna let it affect my friendship unless, like, once I am like done with it, I'm gonna. It will speak volumes like for itself once you have done something they will realize that you could you had the potential you thought about it and you made it through and you will they will believe in it the thing is like if they doubt you doesn't mean that they have they do not have the best interest like in mind like for you it's just that they haven't seen you like in that position yet that's why they do not yeah no they they think they're doing the right thing by doubting yeah. you yeah because yeah. they're trying to save you but yeah, like, yeah, the thing tra- is like yeah. You have seen this person in your mind. You have imagined a version of yourself in your mind that no one has else has seen. Because like you have just you just have imagined. It's like it's Vi- in your visualization. Mind. You haven't really. What's the word for it? Uh, uh, I can't get the word for it. Uh, personified it yet? I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, once you uh, personify that image in your mind to like where you actually want to be, ha- people will see it. You uh. You seem like the kind of guy that would know a lot about visualization and how uh, important that is. Do you do, do that a lot? Where you, I do. Where you have like a goal in your mind and I it's do. just kind of sitting there at all times until you get it. I've listened to speakers. I've listened yeah. to like, I, this is one of the things that I do. Like I love listening to like successful people. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I love doing because, that. Because uh, they talk about the people 
successful people that talk about their process, not their success itself. Like, yep, you know? yep. They're trying and, to help uh, you like learn yeah. how they got there rather Jordan than being like, this Peterson. is what I have. And Jordan Peterson, <laughs> I love that man. He's our father. He's well, our father. Want- <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Raised by Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Dude, yeah, but... Do you know who that is? Not really, okay. but I can bet like... Oh, you need, to, you need to hear Jordan Peterson talk. Anyway, keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay. So, let's hear some fucking crazy stories from India, Prakar. Growing up, like you can start from like young to to older, progress in time if you can. Dude, the funniest stories like mostly for me begin from like my boarding school days, I guess. All right, so how old are you then? Yeah, how I how was uh, I was twelve years old when I left home. That's crazy. I couldn't. Imagine how long were you there that. for? I was there for two years. Uh, in uh, I was dude. I was in this place called Masuri. Masuri in India. It's a hill station. It's called the fucking Queen of the Mountains. Whoa. And uh, my school was on top of a fucking mountain hill. Like right so, on top. And you lived there too, right? I lived there was there dorms too. there. There was dormitories. Yep. We would wake up. We would walk to class. It was all one campus. Mm-hmm. It was a big campus. We had like four soccer fields, a few helipads. Like there was everything. It was Holy a, it was shit. an amazing it was school. It was legit. It was it was yeah. like it was one of the best boarding schools. It was a missionary school like run like I think it they the school itself started like in 1800s. Wow. What's like the so, age range for kids that are there? Uh the uh the age range is like so we we the boarding school starts from like grade 4 so I'm going to guess like 8 years old. 8, yeah. 8 oh, wow. or like 10 That's young. like yeah from like from there to like high school. Okay. So like until you're like 16 17 16 17 yeah. yeah that's the that's the age group i guess it's and stories. it was it was yeah dude stories what's the craziest thing you did when you were in boarding school boarding school yeah craziest thing you can think of there's probably a lot i was one of the like laid back kids back then yeah but I can st- I I remember a really funny fucking story of us like getting drunk. We were in grade ninth. So how old are you right then? I am like thirteen. Okay. Thirteen years old, and we are so we like we used to have these uh, uh, like town days where we could like leave the school and go out in the town and have fun, and like you know like we would get like uh time from like ten a.m. starting. So we would have breakfast in school. And we would leave at 10 a.m. And we were like, we were given money. We were not allowed to have money or oh, phones on us. So mm, we were given whoa. an allowance to spend. That's interesting. Out by in the, the school. Town, that's, the school. That's really wow. interesting. Like, yeah. That's unheard of here. I can't imagine so, that yeah. here. So we were given that money from school. Uh, so 700 rupees or 1,000 rupees. It depended on like what class or like what. Uh, how, like, how much is 700 rupees? 700 rupees in is almost. Mer- American currency, I guess. Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Confidence. Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> so you had all that twelve bucks to spend <laughs> in a day, in a day, and it's crazy. You said to stretch that out. <laughs> oh, dude, it's crazy. It was like we would wait for these days, dude, because like boarding schools, they have a set regimen and everything. We are waking up at five fifteen in the morning, wow. getting ready. Wow, that's fucking early. Hitting, hitting the classes like are for our own like prepping time so like we had like two hours in the morning to like prep for ourselves every morning this is wow. not like before exams or anything so like, you like, had no choice but to get up you like, had they to get there wake you up dude crazy thing like you were only allowed to read subject materials 
So like physics, science, and shit like that. Not even novels. You couldn't read other books. No. Wow. You had to read like Dude, the fucking discipline. That's the discipline crazy. Was the crazy. discipline ingrained in you at that age. Like yeah. we have absolutely nothing like Dude, that here. That nothing was the time. At all. Nothing that was the time all. we had like we had TV for like talking about education, and like discussing and watching biological videos and like physical like physics videos and stuff like that. Wow. And. Craziest stuff, dude. We have done all kinds of stuff. We have fucking watched porn on that shit. And like, <laughs> boarding school, man. Boarding like, school. You're growing up. You're growing up. You're in your adolescence. Holy you know, shit. you're just discovering that's that so shit. Funny. It's the funniest oh, stuff that's ever. So funny. that's that's so funny. Funny. This is the time also when I developed like a habit for like novels because that was my escape yeah, from yeah. like just studying like something and it was material. like illegal right? like fiction yeah, yeah. you weren't so supposed to have them my my goal was to read like two novels every week so i would like go to the library Damn. check out two novels my favorite author back in the day was like sydney sheldon sydney sheldon had like really amazing like crime stories like he was a what? really good fictional it, writer what's the title of one of the books uh i think it was like moonlight madness or something moonlight like madness. that so he would like he his protagonists were like women, women in weird yeah. situations figuring stuff out. Who that were was his deal. Or just what's up? So they were like detectives. The perfect, yeah, not okay. detectives, not detectives. Normal women getting caught up in the corporate world or in some way in danger, and them figuring out and becoming and like turning into a hero by the end of this novel. So I was like a fan of that. Yeah, it's really like cool. It's really cool having like a female protagonist in a story. Um, like, I feel like the, they always have males as protagonists in most movies and books. I feel like that was one of the things that kind of like drew me to them because like, in a way, I feel like sometimes women are more vulnerable than men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up in an Indian, like Indian, like, uh, Eastern culture, uh, I think that's, that's, that's the case for sure. Like the youth is crazy now. Like they're like, they have all kinds of power. They're doing whatever they want. But I still like in the day, like back in the day, I felt like women, like women, like in India, were like more vulnerable compared to men. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like seeing them as heroes or seeing them overcoming their challenges was a huge uh, motivation for me. In a way, is like the gender dynamic there similar to how it is here? Or is it a lot? Not different? really. It is different. Like, uh, it is a lot different now because like times in India are changing fast. Like, yeah. We've had yeah, our freedom yeah. for like what six decades now, but when we are one of the fastest growing economies. So, and we have the most amount of youth, too. Yeah. We are also watching the Western culture. We are learning. Uh, we have our own traits, and we have our own, like, things that we learn from our parents and, like, from our, like, elders. So, it's a mix of that. But, like, the the youth is taking the power. The millennials, like, definitely taking the power in their own, like, own hands in India. Like, they're trying to do whatever they want with their own lives and right. not, like, letting other people dictate their lives. It's a lives. lot more independent than it's been yeah. before, you mean? Because, because yeah. back in the day, like, so the society was dictating your life. Right. The society is definitely dictating your life all the time. Like, you being compared to other kids. Like, me growing up in a, a family of doctors, like, my whole society, my whole, like, my all my uh, relatives, my friends, they are, like, doctors and stuff like that, engineers, and, like, their kids are excelling in their life, like, all about that education. And there's a lot of pressure, like, from parents, you know? Yeah. So, it's, it's crazy. So, I always had that in mind and, like, and uh, 
Where did we even start about this conversation? No, I was gonna say. Let's get back to um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. boarding school, boarding school crazy stories. Yeah, and then we're gonna move into like yeah, yeah, yeah. 17, 18, 19. So let's 19. get back to that. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So getting drunk, I was talking about one of the crazy yes, stories. We're back. I remember, dude, Rahul. Like when I, he was one of my friends, like back in the day, he was like in the commerce section. So we would like at grade nine, we would like be divided in like uh, science section and the commerce section. So like there would be like two classes. Uh, and people could choose either between science, computers, and like between commerce, you know? Like business? So, yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like business, for sure. So we were like, on the, out on the town, and I told you, we had like $12 allowances. Mm-hmm. So we went out on the town. We would always start with this crazy breakfast, like South Indian Italy doses. Like, you know, like they're like, their staple is rice. So like uh-huh. their dishes are all like made from like rice, you know? And like we would love to go there because like it was cho- like so cheap. You could like get a dosa for like maybe like two bucks, maybe two bucks. So that was that would be our breakfast. We would start our day there. Like usually our day would be like all about like eating, eating, eating because like we're like at uh, the boarding school. We're only getting this food that is like allowed by the you know like the school. And like going out, we could have like Domino's and like McDonald's yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, dude. So like it was crazy. We were not allowed fast food inside, by the way. Yeah. We were not allowed to have food from home or anything like that. You know. Really. Yeah. They had to eat so, all the food why? at the cafeteria. Pro- yeah, but provided by the cafeteria. Why did they do that? Was because a... they were trying to like develop good habits. So like. Uh, but was the food good for you? Strict yes. discipline. The food was good for you. Oh, in a way, but like not the best tasting food for kids, I guess. Dude, dude, in the... Oh my God. When I was in middle school, all they had was pizza and fries. No. It was so They were pretty strict about that in India, I guess. The food in the schools in America are just awful. Dude, I can bet. Like, But going out was for us was like... Yeah. Yeah, how did you get alcohol back then when you were young? So we were going out and we, we were always, dude, like, so we are out in the boarding school, dude. We are doing all the shit that other, like, other kids are living under their parents. Like, we were, like, always, like, at that level, we were, like, mischievous as fuck. Trying to go out have an adventure. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we went out. We went to the fucking liquor store at 13. <laughs> they would sell you shit? We bribed them. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about bribing. Yeah, let's go back. No, no, no. Let's Who? go back to twelve dollars per person. Go ahead. We Get, would collect money. Yeah. We would take like we would take we would collect money and pull, pull it together, together to yeah. bribe the fucking guy. How much did it take? How much did it take to bribe? Usually, it took like from twenty dollars to tw- like thirty dollars to bribe. So, are you serious? That's all it took. So, what would you guys shit. buy? Like one bottle or two bottles? We would buy. We would like sometimes we would do beer. Sometimes, but. Our always go-to was whiskey. Yeah. We would love so whiskey. How much, oh, how much would, like a, would like a fifth of whiskey or like whatever size they had right there like cost like a whiskey? A whiskey would be like maybe like uh, you could get a good bottle for like maybe uh, 15 bucks. So 15 bucks for the whiskey and then another 20 to bribe him? Bribe him, yeah. Wow. God, I can't see. That's so crazy to me so, coming from America. There's, like, there's, bribing there's, you just get in fucking trouble. Like, yeah, no, like, I know. Even, even, even if it was like $5,000. I have been bad I mean? with like, that. I have bribed my way out of like a lot of situations. Like, let's get into the stories with the cops with bribing cops. Because bribing cops, I, please, about, I need please. to hear about this. So okay. only way you're comfortable telling. No, I am totally comfortable with this because <laughs> this is a part of my life. It's crazy. Yeah, no. So like, this is like I'm talking about. Uh, this is like after high school. So in India, like competition is fucking crazy, right? So you're not just going to high school. You're going to high school and you're taking classes on the side. So you're going to like this tuition classes to learn physics all the physics all the chemistry all the math that you're gonna learn here at tech wow so what do you learn in high school then what what do you learn in high school then 
the same things, but like but more theory. But you two places. So. But yeah, because like the exams are more advanced. The exams so are like the is the one like colleges. a college and one's a high yeah, school. Yeah, high school is more theory. So like you're writing subjective st- like stuff, but like the the, uh, the 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 problems that would end up in the exams for like entrance exams for like colleges like like in like engineering colleges in India, they're way hard. So yeah. IITs like Indian Institute of Technologies. Uh, they have an exam where you take the exam for three hours, physics, math, chemistry, all the physics, all the math, all the chemistry. You take a two-hour break. You come back. You take another exam for three hours. Jesus and I'm Christ. Talking about, I'm talking about shit harder than rotational mechanics here. I'm yeah. talking about shit harder than fluid mechanics here. I'm talking about math fucking harder than, like, you can do here. The vectors, everything. You have to learn everything. There's no exception. If you score 40% on that exam, you're a genius. Really? You're a genius. So so going to tech must be so easy for you. The first three years were a breeze. And now Cat two? Cat two? Dude, I did not study for that shit. I did not. <laughs> never did. Dude, Cal- 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 was never so did. fucking what, hard what, for what me. What grade did you get in Cal 2? I got a B. Never did, dude, never did study. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Dude, that's insane. Austin, I can't even imagine that. Stupid. No, no, no. I can't Austin, even no, no, no. <laughs> Austin, do you remember that night we went to the casino at 4 in the morning? Yep. I took... A fucking calc exam the next morning. Dude, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> and I love you for it. <laughs> we went to the casino. We got back at 6 in the morning. I took a, I took that exam at 8 in the morning. Holy oh fuck. I did not know that back then. There's if you absolutely... told me that, I probably would have talked to you out I came it. back from a party, too. I came back from, from a party at 4 in the morning. And we, you decided... You told me that you wanted to go to a casino. I was like, you know what, Austin? I'll go to a casino with you. Oh, my God. And we went to a casino, and I had an exam the and next day. you gotta day. be in the class. I gotta Man, be you in gotta the be, class. That's amazing to me. Oh, I, my God. It was crazy. It Dude, was fucking I, awesome. I struggled so hard in Calc 2 this summer. I took it over this summer because... I have to take Calc 1 through 3, and I had, and I didn't need it for prereqs for anything, so I just did it now. And it was, like, it was insanely hard for me. It's not even that I'm, like, the smartest person. It's just, like, you just did all I've of done when so you're young. much yeah. math. Yeah. I've done so much math. My dad, dude, my dad is a person that's anal about not using calculators. My brother, I remember, like, from, like, Makes I think, think this was, like, when he was in high school, he was doing some problems with my dad. And he used a calculator. My dad got so pissed that he fucking picked up the calculator and smashed it against the wall. Whoa. Whoa. I saw that shit happen. That's insane. That's insane. He got pissed because he used a calculator. Yeah. My dad hates that shit. He still does all the math on the the the, piece of paper. In the head. In the head. I feel like like if you figure it all all out in your head, it's... If you do it enough, it's actually making you smarter in a sense. It's making you use your brain more. It's making you think logically. Dude, back in the oh, day, I was like, it was crazy. I was like, if I had free time, if I was like taking a shit, I was doing <laughs> 22 squared in my head. And then I would visualize <laughs> that's just, it. That's so fun. cool. That's so cool. I no. would visualize it. Like, so you're, like, you're probably a much smarter person because of doing that. I think, maybe, I think, I don't know. I think you can like, make, I think anyone could be smarter if they just God. use their brain more. I know. Dude. It's I being creative. Like we're so lazy over here. No, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, being yeah. creative. It's being, be, I do, I believe being lazy is the key to fucking cracking things and making them easier for yourself. I had a professor, I took circuits too. And he's like, engineers are lazy because they always find the best way to solve a problem. Do you problem. know who said hey. that? I think I think I, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Bill Gates or uh, Steve Jobs that said was it that. One of them? Lazier people get like figure out a way to do things they easier. The best way yeah, to get yeah, done, yeah. Which the most efficient the least yeah. amount of effort. Also, I feel that's where automation comes in. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Agree. That's why people automate processes so that that's why people pay other people to like do their work so that they can do they other can work that means important. more like something to like exactly, them. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. 
Back to yeah, <laughs> we got off track. We got off track. I'm trying to keep us on the rails. Good conversation. Thank you, Austin. So, I appreciate it. We took get, going back to the fifteen dollar bottle of whiskey, right? Yes. This, you bribed this the... dude, Rahul. I watched him. So like, we had like, we could like. So th- this was a thing. Horse riding in India was a thing. Horse like, riding at the hill station. So you would pay the guy, and he would like take you around the town on, on a horse. Okay. And Rahul decided to do that while he was drunk as fuck. Okay. He got on the horse. <laughs> so is he like? Is, he, is he on his own horse? He's on his own so horse. He's, yeah. He he's on his own horse, and the the guy is trying like the owner of the horse is trying to like drive him around like you know like take him around the town yeah. like riding the horse. Is he just following somebody else on a horse? And and Rahul like we have hor- like we we had like uh, horse riding classes in uh, at at school. Wow. Right. So he knows how to ride a horse, and he's confident enough that he can take the fucking horse around the hill. And he's like almost. And he's drunk. drunk. He's drunk. Yeah. He's drunk. Yeah. And he takes him around, and he hits a dude on a motorcycle. On a horse? On a horse what? and breaks his leg and breaks his leg. He breaks his leg. Holy shit! We are surrounded. Like he I get there later. I get there. I heard this story from someone else actually. <laughs> They're surrounded by the whole like all the locals. Because I, and your friends just like on the ground with yeah, a broken leg and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh I did not know. I did not see it with my own eyes. But they're surrounded with the locals. They're trying to like get money out of him now. Why? They're like trying Why? to like pressure him. I don't know what was going on. Like this is what I heard because like, they were trying to like take advantage of the situation. So they were like, "We're gonna call the cops unless you pay us." Oh my god! So, this is crazy. Could you imagine that happened? No, absolutely not. And one of not like one of my buds. uh I think it was uh, Ujwal. Ujwal, uh, his dad is like a. Uh, I think he, back in the day he was. I don't know what like they are right like where they are right now. But he like his dad is a uh, a CEO of like a huge like cosmetics company, and his parents were in town, so they paid them off. They paid the whole local people off. They gave them all money. Like I think like 50, like it was twenty thousand rupees or something like that. Maybe like three four hundred bucks like to like pay them off to like not get the police involved wow and this was one of the craziest stories in like how much is 20,000 rupees 20,000 rupees is uh, I think uh, I'm gonna say uh, 300, 400 bucks 300, 400 bucks 300 bucks is like almost 18,000 rupees to bribe everybody to like 10 almost 10, 15 people 10, 15 a piece that's not even that much when you think about it yeah it's not but that was enough okay so let me ask you let me ask you another question so why is like bribing like such an acceptable like why? Why are people just like, if you give me money, I'll keep my mouth shut? Like, why is it like such a? Money, why money. is it such like a social? It seems like it's almost like a cultural I'm not, thing. I'm not a very like I'm not the most accurate on this. I have heard things because like this. I think this comes back from a time when we were colonized by the, the British. British yeah, and in a way, uh, like back in the day, they. I think this is what I've like f- like seen from movies and history books. Like this is what I've like learned from history books. I think. Down the table, you had to, like, get your weight, get your weight, like, done, and then, like, there were these Indian people, like, appointed as, like, officials under the British people, but they were still answerable to, like, the British people, so they would, like, pay them a certain amount of money to get their way, you know? Um, so and that just, just stuck. Stuck. Wow. It stuck. Till like, today. I feel, like, I feel like an yeah. idea this is behavior like sticks in the culture 70 no years what. later? But, yeah, yeah. Dude, you gotta think about it. You guys started fresh here in America... 400 years later, we have been around in India for yeah. 5,000 years. That's true. That's so, that's, it's yeah. different. It's different. Absolutely. And then, the thing is, like, and that's stuck. So, like, also, I feel like uh, 
this is where like when the thing like with the white supremacy comes into mm-hmm. like it was beaten into us that like whites were supreme because like the British like the British yeah colonizing us and like showing us that we were like the, the white you guys were under control yeah yeah so th- we always had to prove 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 so like the people who were working for whites they like you know like they thought like they were better and like so they had like so the whole i think that's where the bright thing started i might not be like the most accurate on this i guess no, like, yeah. like this is no, not something that i've read upon it's very like, interesting a lot. to hear your perspective but that's so interesting yeah just also yeah because like also when like uh we got our freedom most of the politicians were like older, you know, like were older. They were freedom fighters and like people like that, and uh, so they got appointed and like who were what like and there was like a whole war going like with like Muslims and like the whole like figuring out the religion like who was gonna live in Pakistan, who was gonna live in India, and with like Dude, we all could, that. We, we could literally talk to you about shit for probably I hours. Would, I, I could talk I would about this. To, for I would love hours. to hear Dude. anything you have to say. Yeah. Dude, so this is like crazy times in like. Uh, and, like, uh, the older population is in, like, control. And, like, there are... And we have seen so much adversity, I guess. Like, this is, I'm, this is my guess. They have seen so much adversity. So, they're trying to, like, get the most amount of money for their people. For their people. Who do you mean by people. they? Like, who do you... Who, when you say I'm they... talking about the people who are in control now after the freedom, I guess. Okay. So, like, the people who are in, like, uh, either, like, uh, the prime minister or, like, even, like, the ministers or, like, who are got appointed mm-hmm. to, like, some political, like, position, you know? Or they could, like, they were in the situation to, like, make use of, like, the situation or, like, benefit, like, put it to, like, ben- like to their own benefits, I guess, you know. And that's where the whole bribing thing started. And it stuck with the government. Wow. And we've only been, like, free for 60 years. So you can, like, see how, it's how not much. That, it's not been that long. It's not been yeah. that long. Yeah, things won't so change you, that fast. They, you have seen two generations <clears throat> go through this. And that's why we have like so. That's why things are changing so much rapidly now because we have so much more youth, and with the exchange of knowledge, this is where also the social media like ties in. If we go back into that, because like we are seeing a lot of like Western cultures, how things are run yeah. here, what's right, what's wrong, right? How the spread of run. information is so much what's faster patri- now than like, it's oh, ever yeah. been before. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. what's what's being like? What's how it's like being patriotic and like if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing the mm-hmm. wrong thing, if you're doing the right thing for your people and the mindset too. Like even with me, like I had a different mindset. Like growing up in India, when I came here, I explored. I I exposed myself. Like I immersed myself in the culture here to like understand what was going on here. It was yeah. to do with yeah. the accent. It was to do with like how people talked and everything. So what man. was like your first impression when you came here? Yeah. Like, what, 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 was what, it, what was it like coming over here? Coming uh, over here? Yeah, yeah. I I uh I think uh. The the first thing I did was go to New York with my brother. Hey, nice. This is the nice, brother I'm talking nice. about who is a scientist at Harvard. He's a cool Oh, the guy who turned worker. his life around. Yes, his Fuck name yeah. is Rashal. Crazy motherfucker. I think <laughs> he's one of the kids I look up to. I look up to, dude. Because he up overcame so much, yeah. So much, so much. And he talks. He's, I think he has a heart of like, dude, he has a heart of fucking iron, like fucking fire. He never, he never hesitates to like speak his heart out whatever I respect it is in people mind, like that so much he talks about it he's not scared of anyone and i respect that i respect that i don't care what people about say like him no that's, like that's so he's crazy in his head he's crazy he's totally fucking crazy but crazy genius yes crazy genius yes and his work ethics are fucking crazy but like we went to new york we met like we met with his friend dayan who is from sri lanka and we fucking we went, we raised hell out in the town, dude. I was not even 21. I went to the clubs. I went to the bars with my brother, with my brother's In New face. York. New York City, in New right? York, in New York City. 
I met with my brother in how Pittsburgh. Many... We went out to New York for like uh, a weekend trip. Yeah. That's how awesome. many times have you been to New York City? Oh, once. That was once. We, I gotta go back. Oh, I gotta dude. live in New York dude, City, man. I fucking, Is that I, where you wanna live? Yes. I fucking wow. love New York City. I've been... My, my grandpa lives like 30 minutes away from the city so whenever i go to visit him which is like twice a year i always go dude, to the city people can shit talk shit all about the bigger cities but the amount <laughs> dude, of energy it's the, so the it's, crazy there's energy. so much there's so many people there's so much going on and you meet crazy talented people yeah, Fuck no. yeah. as someone who, who's super into music i'm definitely living in a city after i graduate anything dude yeah. i was i was in san francisco uh oh, for a san trip francisco. from like michigan tech for a trip from michigan tech for a trip from michigan tech yeah i was told this by a a, a really like senior management person at twilio that yeah. is a communications company in software world right now. And she was like a person that was working with Motorola for 22 years almost. She she told us that you could go to a Starbucks and hear million dollar deals cracking down yeah, right yeah. next to you dude, because, while well, you're sipping your own coffee. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and, Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. In, in, one of, in one of my classes that I took drafting for the entertainment industry, our final exam was to get a, uh, a set, a picture of a set in... Being able to draw it on a uh, like a paper placemat because people in the industry they'll just meet up at fucking coffee shops they'll meet up at you know breakfast diners and make these huge deals just based on talking I went to these people. To you. Do you know what they had on their wall? What for like a a piece of memory and a monument? What a pizza box framed on their wall a pizza box with their initial yes. plan for their business. That, no, yeah, that happens. That pizza box with that, like... It had, it had shit written on it. Written on yeah. it. Written on it on the wall. Just think about... That's where like, it happened. That's where... And, it's and that's, where, that's yeah. where the great ideas start sometimes. Yeah, yeah dude. You, you just always have to go gotta to, believe in yourself. You gotta, sometimes get, you gotta get the right people in the same place. It doesn't matter where it is. Sometimes things start matter, on a yeah. tissue paper, man. That's true. And they turn fuck, into, like, billion-dollar yeah. businesses. But, but anyway... Anyway. So... Very good stories, yes. but... I really want to hear about your uh, story from recovering from an injury that I've so, heard v- briefly about. Let's start with how did you get hurt? Uh, okay, so this is uh, this is when I was in Rajasthan. How old were you? Uh, this is uh, when I'm like seventeen, seventeen, seventeen okay. years old. Okay. Uh, I was preparing for uh, entrance exams uh, for engineering in India, right? So this is the time when I'm like supposed to be studying 10 hours a day. I was actually studying 10 hours a day, solving oh, 300, over 300 problems a day. Wow. Including like physics, math, and chemistry. Essence. Organic chemistry, inorganic oh. chemistry, physical chemistry. Wow. For mathematics, I was dealing with, again, like I told you, like vectors and everything. For physics, I was doing rotational mechanics, fluid mechanics, and everything. I'm studying 10 hours a day, you know. And uh, I'm killing it, killing it. I'm, I'm com- like, we were having tests like weekly. We, we would have like six hour, like long texts weekly and monthly <laughs> Holy fuck. to prepare I us for e- these exams. Dude, and I'm I killing can't even it. Imagine. Uh, I'm in, in the top hundred per- like people like uh, competing in these exams like on a weekly basis. Like out of like sixteen hundred people. Wow. Eighteen hundred people, and uh, I used to be a fan of soccer. I'm a fan of soccer. I used to play soccer all the time. And I'm he- I'm having these weird backaches all the time. I don't know what's going on, yeah. but it was ha- it was it's been happening for like a year now, and I have no clue what's going on. But I've grown used to it, so I'm like, this is how people feel. Maybe this is how bodies are. This is how much pain everyone feels, I guess. And I'm living through that shit. I cannot sit more than two hours. I cannot play. I'm I'm still pushing myself because I love 
I love soccer. Mm-hmm. I love getting on that field with my people, like with my friends, like in the hostel that I'm living with. Yeah. In Rajasthan, trying to study for like engineering, and we are playing soccer every single day because that's the that's our escape from studying, right? Right. And I'm having all these pains in my lower back, like my lower back is yeah, crushed, yeah. and like I'm like walking weird way. I could not lift my leg more than like maybe ten degrees. I could not walk more than like maybe 100 meters without pain, but I'm still running on the field playing soccer, you know. Wow. Wait, I'm doing how all is the, that even, How is that even possible? I do Did not you just know. Run through the pain? I just ran through the pain, pain because that's gotcha. what I felt like. That's what I, that's what I thought maybe I was like you got used maybe to it. you 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 thought it was did normal. you think it was normal? Did yeah. you think That's it was what I just thought. yeah? I thought okay. it was normal. Yeah. Also, considering I'm I'm a chubby kid back in the day. I'm really oh. chubby. I'm really chunky. I, f- I feel I'm that fat. so. I feel that so hard, I'm dude. Fat. I was such a fat and kid. Anyway, I'm, go on. And I'm trying. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm lacking physical activity, so I'm doing things that I'm not supposed to do. I'm I'm doing sit ups. I'm doing sit ups to like lose fat because I had no clue what fitness was back in the day. This yeah. is when I did not even think about the gym. Gym was something absolute. I don't know. Like that gym was something I never thought about back in the day. I just wanted like I just I don't know. I was just going through life. I guess I don't know. But I'm having all these pains, so I go home. Like this is the time when I'm like about to take my exams for engineering colleges in India. I uh, I I used to run a lot. So this is the day I I'm home after like eight months spending in Rajasthan. I'm home for the first time like in my hometown home from with my family. Yeah. I do a 10K run in the morning. I come back. I'm still, like, physically active. I'm playing soccer. I'm still going through the pain, not realizing that it was the pain that it was, like, causing it and stuff like that. I got on the couch. I'm eating food. I could not get up. I'm watching Whoa. TV. I could not get up. I'm the pain, pain was just so I'm talking severe. to my mom that I'm having pain, that I, we should go to a doctor, but it never, like, went to that limit. Did she not and think? Did she? So, did she think yeah. you were so young that you couldn't yeah, be having that's what anything? That came, yeah, that's what they yeah. thought. My yeah, dad yeah. had no clue. My dad is a kidney surgeon, man. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah. no clue. This was going on in my life. Yeah, and I could not get up. So we went to our uh, friend, uh, our family, like not family doctor, like the whole society is of doctors, you know, like for us. So we went to this uh, orthopedic surgeon, Doctor Rakesh Singh, and we went to them, and like he's like he asked me to bend down, and I could not bend down more than ten degrees. So like whoa, whoa, an, a per, a, that's insane. The amount that a person would normally bend down to brush their teeth, I could not bend more like bend mm-hmm. down even that much. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "There's something going on. Like uh, your back is really stiff. We need to get an MRI done." So we get an MRI done, and he's like, he looks at the MRI, uh, and he goes like. Your back looks like it belongs to a person who is either 40 or 50 years old. This is what he says the first thing. Wow. So it's it's your your very lower back, right? It's my lower back at the L4, L5 level. Okay. So like you know how vertebras work and yeah. like we have like gel material between vertebras mm-hmm. to like uh, take all the pressure like when you're moving, take all the uh, the jerks and everything that's going on like when you're moving and when you're like in motion. Uh, so this gel material Sometimes, if put enough pressure on it, sometimes pops out and forms a solidified disc. And so you uh, had an extra disc, basically, disc formed, from formed from that. gel. So it's it's pushing out from my vertebras, like right. Wow. And it, it's pushing into my nerves. For some people, it's a little less. It's a little more. It depends, right? For me, the, you have your your canal where your all your nerves go down to your, your legs, spinal cord. You mean your or? spinal cord? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And for me. Like, a, a normal person has 15 centimeter of, like, space in there for, like, the nerves to go down. For me, it was half of that. All my, so you, all my nerves were squeezed. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With the two discs at L4 and L5 level in my lower back. Whoa. 
and we went to a neurosurgeon my friend uh my, my dad's friend he's a neurosurgeon uh and uh dr Tiwa- like tivari and like my my dad's a uh a like he, he, they work at the same. Could hospital. you walk at this point still? I'm walking maybe hundred meters without fa- like pain. Oh, maybe hundred meters, maybe. So like, that's not even, that's not without pain, yeah. you mean like absolutely no pain? No, but with pain. It was pain all the time. It, all the time. There right, was pain right, right, even right, right, sitting right, right, down. Right. It, there was pain even like li- like laying down in the bed, and uh, Doctor T- like Tivari like he so he's one of the directors with my dad at uh, the Galaxy Hospital in Indi- like in my hometown, right? And uh, he looked at my uh, MRI and he goes like, "This is really severe." So we go to another neurosurgeon, Doctor Tunden, which who is a teacher. Uh, who, he was my dad's and like my uh, like Doctor Tiwari's teacher when they were at college, right? And he's a neurosurgeon. He this guy is like sixty years uh, old, like sixty sixty five years old. Like he has like had twenty years of like experience in the medical science, and he's like, "This is really severe." And uh, like he needs like he's he was like you really need to figure out like you need to find a doctor who has been dealing with this for a long time. Mm. So after talking to like twelve other neurosurgeons, we logged one down in uh, at the Gangaram like hospital in New Delhi, uh, and we went Dr. V K Jan. We went to him and he said uh, we need to operate on it like right away. Oh shit! And uh, it was that urgent. Yes, at this time I'm I'm going around on the wheelchair. Oh yeah, I remember. So, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I remember I went to the airport on the wheelchair. They got me on the flight on the wheelchair. It was depressing. It was embarrassing. I can I only was, imagine. Yeah. I was 17 years old. I was on a wheelchair. And they got me to the hospital. And uh, they looked at my MRI. He was, uh, Dr. Vika Jan was with, uh, was, uh, was with another orthopedic surgeon who was going to be uh, who's going to operate like with him mm-hmm. so they they said we need to operate right away there's no point waiting on it so how did that make you feel when it's like wow they're going to perform back I surgery had no on... clue dude i was 17 no years clue. old no clue like, no there's clue there's nothing like you weren't afraid of it you're like i know this has to happen there's yeah. no other way like but i remember when like when dr Wiki like when dr tivari told me that this was this is what is going on with me he told me uh that that I'm not gonna have a normal life ever in my life. I cannot bend down or like lift more than ten pounds or anything. That's fucked up. And I went back like we uh drove back to my house. I went into my room. My mom looked at me. I looked at her, and we cried. We cried. We cried. We cried. And wow. uh, I just did not know what to do. I was. That's that's insane, man. I was uh more scared for her. Because I could feel from her perspective that her seventeen-year-old son was not gonna live a normal life. Yeah, her yeah. child, her child was in pain. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So that's insane. That happened, and we went to like we went in the operation like the next day. The the anesthetic came to me, and they asked me if I was scared, and I was like, no, because I didn't know what to say. You, you but you were scared, weren't you? I did not know. You didn't know. I did not know what to expect. I was just in pain. Yeah, you just, you just wanted, wanted the pain to go away. Yeah, you just wanted the pain to go away. And uh, we, I went into the operation theater, and uh, they they injected me with the anesthetics in my spinal, like in my back, like it was a huge ass noodle. I was kind of scared. It was fucking painful, and after that, I felt numb. I woke up. I don't know how many hours later. Apparently, it was a four hour long surgery. And, uh, 
I woke up in the ICU, and uh, uh, my doctor was there, Dr. Vicky Jan, and he asked me if I was in pain. I was in a lot of pain. As soon as you woke up, you were in pain. So they had like drilled a drilled a hole through my backbone, like an inch, an inch wide hole through my backbone. Wow, that's that's to insane. go around the nerves to cut out the discs and this is what they had told me before the surgery i guess that if something goes wrong that i had to be aware that i could end up on a wheelchair for the rest of my life because if they're literally putting in instruments like in my backbone where there's sensitive nerves going down my leg you know and if like something goes wrong if they cut the if anything goes wrong i could be paralyzed waist down for the rest of my life how'd that make you feel uh, what did you feel in that moment i guess is what i'm asking it's vague man it's vague in my head because it it all went so fast it all went it also happened so fast i had no clue yeah and i woke up from the surgery and they told me they asked me like are you experiencing any pain i'm like yeah i'm in a lot of pain i'm like on a lot of drugs at the moment and I'm like just high I guess I high as fuck but I'm still in a lot of pain and they asked me if, the, if you experience the same pain I'm like no there's a difference in pain so they're like that's good because like that's the pain from the surgery it's more severe than usual no that's the pain from the surgery from the hole they made and like it's still healing and all so uh, like what exactly what exactly did they do so they drilled a hole through so they drilled a hole they went behind they took the scissors inside like using a telescope like uh and like they went behind my nerves and they chopped the discs off the one that was outside that was, outside. That was formed by the gel that yeah so i'm missing two discs in my lower back now wow i do not have so two discs in my did they put anything to replace no. those initially they were trying to put a titanium cage around my thing but since there was like a little bit of left like there was a little bit of like uh the disc material left inside so they thought that it could work without putting the titanium cage because if they they removed all the gel material uh if i was moving my spine could just like slip like that just like if your spine is like that it could just slip without gel material just shear like that so like i have like a little bit left in there so they did not put the titanium cage at the moment i think it worked they were like this works but 90% of the times it reoccurs. So I was in pain. I was in pain. I, I'm, I'm, the next six months I go through physio- physiotherapy to learn to walk again, to gain my strength in my back. And my doctor is like, you cannot ride a motorcycle ever in your life. You cannot bend down ever in your life. You cannot lift more than 20 pounds in your life. Basically, I don't know. They basically asked a 19, like 18 year old to like give up, give up on his lives and dreams, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, uh, I was depressed all this while. Like this, I'm talking about, this is a year of my life going through the surgery, being on bed rest. They asked me to shit on my bed. They asked me to shit in wow. a, in a fucking pan in my bed. And I said, no, I'll take the 10 minutes of pain, but I'll shit in a fucking toilet like a man. Mm-hmm. And on this, at this time, I'm just watching TV, just eating junk, fucking just like, swearing cursing just i don't know just laying in a bed for for six months yeah. after surgery so yeah. so 24 7 man like what were you like what were you thinking like wow my fucking life is just over or like what were you thinking yeah that's what head? i was thinking my plan like my dad is like just like losing his mind rethinking my whole life plan uh we were thinking about like i was gonna be a software engineer 
And they're like, you can't do that anymore, I guess, because like you cannot sit on a chair for like more than an hour, I guess, now, even after the surgery. And they're like rethinking the whole plan. So they're like, you should just stay in India. And like, I was in the ICU on the day of my exams for entrance exams for the for for the exams that I have like studied ten hours a day, maybe. You still took some? No, I could not. No, yeah. And the ones I took, I just did not do well. Yeah. Because of all the shit going in my life, but. <laughs> So this happened, and like I've gained a lot of weight. Right. I'm You're overweight. I'm yeah. fat, dude. I'm fat. I look in the mirror, and I'm like, "What the fuck? I'm, I'm an ugly <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm an ugly motherfucker." And I go back to class, and I'm, this is why so, I'm taking classes again to like. Hold on one second. So, physical therapy. So, what was that like? What did they have you do? And when when did you start feeling like you could like you could actually walk again? So they what had was it me, like learning the to walk time, again? The first time they got me up again was the third day. Third day after surgery. After surgery. You were walk you were on your feet? Yeah, I was on my feet, but I just did not know what to do with my feet. <laughs> like you kind of like did you have to relearn how to walk? I kinda did. I just like I my like feet were moving, my legs were moving, but I just did not know. Like I was in pain still because like right. I did not do I did not know what to do with my back. My yeah. muscles were not responsive enough. So it was like your brain kind of forgot how to talk to your legs after the surgery? In a way, yes. Yeah. So it In was a different? Way, it was different. It was different. And the worst shit, the worst shit ever, I took a shit after three days. <laughs> oh, shit. I was in the bathroom for 45 minutes and I cried. Oh. I cried so fucking hard taking that shit, man. <laughs> I'm a, sorry. That's sad, uh, but also a little bit funny. It, it was no, funny. But, I laugh at myself thinking about it but, but i no, could dude, not you, i just could not like you you were saying that you thought you had to give up being a, a software engineer because like i could not sit for like they were like yeah. you cannot sit you cannot do this you like you gotta be like more on bed and like yeah. from now on because like you just like don't have the the strength for the back but look at you now yeah you're gonna be a fucking software engineer but that's what dude software so, engineer and the fucking athlete that i've always wanted to be yeah so how did you go from them saying you could never lift more than 10 or 20 pounds to just fucking saying fuck you guys i'm gonna keep working at this it started with like not like it started with like me not being like able to accept what i saw in the mirror i did not want to look like that i've always looked at other people like you know like this might sound crazy cliched i looked at like bollywood stars hollywood stars and like why the fuck are they living that kind of lives and like i've always questioned my own life in a way like why do i not look like that why do i not behave in a certain way why can i not do this can i not do that so i looked in the mirror and i'm like overweight and i'm like hating myself i'm hating myself the way i'm looking the way everything is it like it is the way i walk now like after the surgery the way i cannot play anymore and stuff like that so this is when my brother tells me that you should come out. This is like when I'm thinking about, because like exams in India happen like once a year in a two month span, I guess. And you have to wait another year to prepare for those exams to like get into an engineering college. My brother was already here, like uh, going, going to school for like his uh, bachelor's still. He's like, you should come out here maybe because like you can take the SATs whenever you want, you know, like every month or so. So I was like, you know what? I'll do that. So I applied for my SATs. I'm in New Delhi, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna reinvent myself. So I got a gym membership. 
how did you how did you physically regain that that like they said you couldn't lift more than 10 20 pounds no, but for like, the, so it started with the physiotherapy so like i at first i started like learn to walk again yeah to gain my back strength again so i'm like doing like just like normal physiotherapy that other person would go through like any other like victim that like any other like person that has gone through like this kind of like operation right. or like the surgery right so like doing like uh, stuff like normal back exercise, like strengthening the back muscles again to like be able to like support my skeleton, right? And uh, start from there. I'm like walking again. I'm running again. I'm trying to like lose all this weight that I've You're gained. You're running after back I'm surgery. Running. How long after your surgery were you running? Six months. Wow. Six, eight months maybe. So were they were they surprised with your progress? They were. They were. But my dad was always like very conscious. Like once I remember, I like I went to the bathroom to take a leak. I opened the door mm. and I like almost been to like get out of the door like very quickly and he he scolded me for that because he was like your life has changed you cannot do that anymore wow he scolded me because like i i got out of the bathroom like so fast like just like yeah turned so quickly on my feet and he was like it could like damage your back yeah and that was crazy that was crazy i was like fuck <laughs> my the rest of my life is gonna be like this <laughs> But I got my first gym membership and I'm like doing cardio every day, every day, every day, every day to lose all this weight. And it started from being obsessed to like lose all that weight. And then I started learning, started learning, started learning. And then I got into uh, weightlifting and I had a personal trainer back home. I started with him. Uh, his name is JP Singh and he motivated me enough. And I'm like putting in work every single day, lifting, 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 trying to look a certain way. And uh, from there, it just became an obsession to, like, improve, 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 ever self. And I've always invested time in my core so that I have never, like, I never have to go back into that time where I was, like, on the bed 24-7. Like, people telling me to take a shit on my bed. That's why I've, like, invested so much time in building up my core and, like, testing my physical limits to be the person or, like... Just like not to go through that ever again. Yeah, that's dude. That's fucking amazing. Like, like when did uh when did you actually stop having back pain, or does it still is it still there? It's still there. I'm still fighting it. It's still really? like I feel like so everyone has one, everyone on a has, scale of one to ten, like ten being the most unbearable pain you've ever had, and one being barely anything. right now. Yeah, like right now I'm at like negative ten because I've like <laughs> I've fought through it and I've figured out a way to like never be in that pain again. Because I have invested so much time in researching what, like, athletes actually do, what athletes actually go through, or how they prepare themselves. But like, I feel I, like you have a really, like, peculiar condition with your back. Like, I do. And I, that's why I make sure that I, like, like, people might think six-pack is, like, a thing that you might, people, like, show off. No. Six-pack saves your back. You might not realize it now when you're, like, 20 or 23, 22 years old. But when you're like 40 years old, you're gonna. So you get this. That. You get the support up here. Yes, as well because as, your muscles so are so it, much it more relieves, responsive. It relieves exactly. your back. Wow. You, your muscles are the basis of your skeleton. If your muscles are not like, like taking the pressure off of your like skeleton, your skeleton is gonna take all so that pain. So it was once you really started building up your core that yes. your back pain went away. Went away. Wow. Went away. And to this point, I'm at the level where I can do like handstands. I can do handstands like 10 handstand push-ups out of nowhere, do 10 muscle-ups out of nowhere without pain. I was in pain a month ago. A different like like your hips, from like you mean? hip flexors. Yeah. My girlfriend was I like I get that too. My girlfriend was feeding me food like because I could not get up to like take a spoon in my hand and like feed myself. 
And that whole week, I cried. Like, I cried. Like, ten. I slept 10 hours throughout that week. This was recent. So I've gone through a lot of injuries throughout my, like, fitness journey. Yeah. Because when you test your limits, when you, te- like, push your limits, you're going to get into injuries. You're going to get through. The, you have to go through that. That's what athletes you do, learn, I guess. Through it, you dude, learn that's, through it. That's... And every injury has been an ever-learning process for me, dude. Every injury has made me stronger. Every injury that I have figured out my, like for myself, I feel like I have come out as a stronger person. And through that, all the experiences that I have learned, I feel like I have helped out a lot of people. Like, Dude, yeah. Like, with honestly, similar, like, similar like, problems. The story, like, that's honestly one of the most inspiring things like I've ever heard. Like, that inspired me. The day you told me this, I was like, wow, like, I could be doing so much better. Like, look what he's been through. Like, and dude, it's the same with everything. I might not be good like in other avenues, but I'm trying to like get the same kind of discipline that I have for the gym in That's my amazing. other pursuits of my life. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You develop like a certain like level of mindset, you get that discipline, you put in the work and you get results, you reap results. You make mistakes, you learn, you reap results. That's so I guess I guess when we're wrap we'll we still start wrapping up here. Right. I guess we could talk about what you're doing now in terms of like fit, like when you go to the gym, like what's your routine? What do you eat? Like what your supplements are like for people? Like, cause honestly you're like the most in shape fucking like you're so conscious of new nutrition, physical, right. like fitness. Like what, like basically what's your whole routine for everything? You for can break right it down. Now, you can get technical. For like, me right now, it's a lot of research and application. I see something I, I, I tried for myself. I see if it works for me or not. I've tried my head, hands at like powerlifting, CrossFit, isolation, like severe bodybuilding, calisthenics. And at like right now, I'm at a hybrid of everything. I freestyle at the gym. I never have so a plan. So you never have a plan. You're just I like, never I have feel like doing this. I go into the gym with a mindset, okay, I'm going to hit maybe shoulders and legs today. I'm going to hit maybe so you're back like and this today. areas of your body. It's, yes. all your, it's all your plans on And I'm, if I'm in the gym for three hours, I'm in the gym for three hours. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just listening to my music. Right. I'm just feeling the you're rhythm. Focused. I'm feeling the beats. I'm almost dancing to it. I'm almost dancing to <laughs> Dude, my Dude, I workout. see you. You look like you're in your element. Every time you're there, I see you going around. I am, man. with the music. You're I into am. it. I fucking I, love I it. I listen to the words from other rappers. I listen to the music. I listen to, the, like, I get to the same vibe. I get to the same level as they are because they have been through their shit. And I do it. I move to music. So, in the gym. what about, like, the nutrition side? So, like, what do you, what do you think, like, what's your regimen in terms I'm gonna of I'm going to say to be... Like for like as low, like if you talk, if you're talking about the aesthetics, it's gonna be seventy percent nutrition and thirty percent gym straight up. So what do you eat? I eat. I follow my macros. I'm very, like as of now, the more I've learned, the more flexible I've gotten with my dieting. It's not like restricting myself, but it's in, like being able to enjoy the food that helps me build myself better, that fuels my workouts, that fuels me throughout the day. And it doesn't mean that you eat, cannot eat pizza. I eat pizza, I eat burgers, I eat whatever the fuck I want. It's just that I know I'm aware of what my body needs like in the moment. So are you thinking like in terms of like specifics like protein? Macros. Proteins. What do you fats, mean by macros? Macros are the macronutrients of your body. Macro, like all foods are like macronutrients. So like these are the three major components of any food item. Fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. These are the macronutrients of any food items. Uh, and So uh, what's the balance? Like what are you balance, trying to aim for? The balance, it depends on the person. 
if you're like for you for me the balance is right now like i'm trying to like do a lean bulk so for me it's like eating a little maybe like 200 300 calories over my basal metabolic rate it's the amount of energy my body expends every day so if i'm like eating a little over that i'm gaining i'm gaining muscle and fat it depends on my workouts it depends on like what i'm eating what i'm putting in my body for calories it depends on that if i'm going to be gaining more fat or more muscle my point is to like maximize the uh, amount of like muscle you gain and minimize the amount of fat so i try to do lean bulk that's why i do not eat a lot at the moment like uh, i eat so do you a split little your over meals my... up a little bit and you eat a little bit you don't do three big meals uh i do intermittent fasting I do intermittent fasting. What, what time of day do you fast? Uh, I fast from morning to almost 4 o'clock. So if I wake up at 8 o'clock, I'm not going to eat anything from 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. I'm wow. basically so fasting on like... So yeah, I do. I'm basically drinking coffee, a lot of water, coffee, a lot of water. And the moment it hits 4, I like working out fasted. Everyone has their own. Do you like, feel like, better when you're, you're not I, full? I like that. I like yeah, that. I a lot of people, that. A lot too. of people like like uh, being like uh, having more energy, like after eating a little bit, like a little bit of like carbohydrates before the gym. But for me, fasting works. I guess mm-hmm. it it's it varies from person to person. For me, it works. And then the moment I get done with my workout, I'm an eating machine after yeah, that. I eat from the moment I get <clears throat> done with working out to the to the moment I go to bed. So if I'm bulking, I'm gonna eat three thousand calories in that amount of period, in yeah, eight hours. Of period. Yeah, but you're at the gym yes, for three exactly. hours as well. So yeah, that's what it takes. It might be different for everyone else, but it's about figuring, like figuring out like out your information and applying that information, making mistakes and learning from them and building upon them and being motivated, looking at your own progress, looking at people who have made progress, learning from them like seeking that inspiration from other people and motivating other people's in like other people in the same like in the in the process so that's what i believe at the moment i think i think we did it i think i think Sweet. we did it we just did an hour i think we just did an hour and a half Bakar. Yeah. so uh so uh i guess thanks anybody if you've listened to this all the way through yeah anything else you want to say before we sign off Bakar? Before we sign off, I'm just going to say no matter what happens, it's your responsibility to fucking stay happy. That's about it. All right. You can turn things around for yourself no matter what situation you are in. Thanks for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. It's dude, been I awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I like, love the conversation we just had. Sure. Hell yeah. Until next time. Yeah. See you guys.